You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. So let's turn to the final part of today's program, and we're talking about artificial intelligence. In the next 15 minutes or so, we'll be talking specifically about the effects of artificial intelligence on our jobs and careers. And I'm really, really delighted to be joined on the program now by Kevin Pereira, who is the Managing Director of Blue Artificial Intelligence, a consulting firm that specializes AI here in Hong Kong. Uh, Welcome to the program, Kevin. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Great. Thank you, Noreen, for having me. We are live today on Facebook, so I'd love for you, our listeners, to join us there. Um, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. This way you'll be able to see and hear Kevin uh, there. And and feel free to weigh in with your own comments or your own experiences uh, with AI. So before we talk about uh, the field, let's uh, perhaps talk about how long have you been working in this field, Kevin, and how did you get into uh, AI technology? Sure, Noreen. So I've been in the field for about six years now. Uh, I started my career in finance. I was a private banker before and then went to business school, wanted to try something a little bit different. And actually, my first step into technology was working in Myanmar. I was working in uh, in internet infrastructure there, fiber optic in the ground, cell towers. So I really enjoyed seeing the effect of tech on people. And I figured that you know one of the areas that's really going to affect people down the line is artificial intelligence. So I ended up coming back to Hong Kong, uh, joined someone uh, who opened their own AI consulting firm here, and the rest, uh, as they say, is history. I suppose when you got into AI, it was sort of just taking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah and- it was very early in the uh, in the piece. But, you know, I think that's the exciting part about some of those industries, right? You, you If you join early, you, you're on the forefront of it. You see, see the, the developments. Growth, yes. You also see the things that fail as well. But those are good learning experiences, too. And Absolutely. I think it's really important to, to have that at times. Absolutely. Um, I also read that you, you teach as well. You teach at uh, HKU. What do you teach? Yeah, so I teach at a few schools in Hong Kong. So HKU, HKUST, uh, CityU, and uh, I guess Hong Kong Metropolitan University as well. Um, I guess I teach courses in the business school on artificial intelligence. So it's not the engineering programming part, but it's more the use cases, the applications, and also the effects on society as well, because I think it's really going to have a lot of effects there. And I think engineers are very good at building stuff, but I think it's business people who are going to work on commercializing the technology and kind of really helping adoption happen as well. And so I'm kind of more on that business side there, because that's where my educational background is as well. So I think initially when we started uh, teaching, we realized many people are either confused by AI or afraid of it. And I think the fear is really interesting because I think half of it comes from Hollywood, right? So any movie with AI in it, Terminator, Skynet, uh, even recently there's one called Megan, if you go check it out. But it's very kind of dark, I think, in general. Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yeah. You know, you can you can kind of go down the list, right? Her, there's a bunch of ones that are out there. But I think they have a lot of uh, negative connotations, right? So I think a lot of people have that, and they've seen that for the past sort of 15, 20 years. So that forms part of it. And then the other piece is a lot of folks are worried that AI is going to come and take away their job. Right. So I think you have those two pieces of fear. And that's what I think is a big problem for AI. And so I think education actually helps to mitigate some of that fear and to tell people what can AI really do? What's it really going to affect your job you know, in the future? And so those are some of the uh, the reasons for wanting to, to start the teaching. Yeah. So what are some of the students' understanding or reactions when, when you talk about AI? You know, where, where did that understanding come from? Yeah. So I typically start, you know, the first class with a brainstorm on kind of, you know, when, when AI, when someone says AI to you, you know, what comes to mind. And I think it's, you know, the movies that we talked about before. But I think as they go through the uh, the class, they realize that AI 
can't do everything, right? And there's a lot of things that humans are good at that AI is bad at, right? So I think that's kind of an important un piece of understanding for them so that they realize in the future, it's not about AI versus human beings, but from a career perspective, it's about human beings working with AI in the future, right? So, you know, you have your tools like Microsoft Word, right? Before we'd write stuff, then we started using Word and we became much more efficient. I think AI is going to help that progression going forward as well. Yeah, I think when I think of AI and, and jobs, I think of sort of more uh, routine, more um, uh, mundane tasks and, and, and so the AI performing jobs like that. But these days, you have people programming AI so that they can uh, write poetry mm -hmm. or so that they can draw. Yep. That seems very human and that feels more threatening. Yeah, so, you know, I think a lot of the uh, the advances there, so things you're talking about like ChatGPT Chat GPT and uh, Dolly and a lot of those other things, I think, you know, in the past, and when I say past, it's called, let's call it, you know, a, uh, not too long ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think um, it was all about, uh, you know, con analysis of content. Right. I think the recent advances have been more about content generation, and that's where I think things potentially change. But even with content generation, if you look at the output, it's good, but it's not perfect. Right. So maybe your content folks, they move from a sort of creative function into a more editing function. Right. So I think that's going to be the natural kind of progression that we see. And it's always happened with technology. Right. As technology evolves, the role of the human being working with that tech also evolves as well. And I think that's the thing we need to keep in mind. Right. And from a personal development perspective, I think it's important for people to think about, OK, if tech really does enter my job and my career, how do I become a better complement to that? And I think that's really important. You see, the other side to look at it is AI should be the complement to us. But now looking <laughs> forward, we are looking how we can complement AI. So I think that's also where the fear comes from. Sure. But yeah. I also think what that means, right? If we complement AI, I think we as human beings are the one more flexible ahead. one. Sure. You know, because like, you know, you see what's happening there, but that's a little bit more linear, for lack of a better term, right? But whereas we could do so many different things, yeah. right? And I do think the areas that are really hard to automate, if you like, are things to do with human-to-human -human interaction, right? So things like sales skills, for example, things like persuasive speaking. I think all those are very powerful, and that's hard to replicate. Mm. But I do also think that AI will evolve as well, right? So that list of things that are hard to automate today might actually become easy to automate tomorrow. And that's where I think continuous learning is really important for everybody. And also just being able to adapt your skill set, being able to adapt to the changing environment. I think that's going to be a huge asset in the future. Like maybe our parents could have done, you know, one career their whole lives. But I think for us, that's not going to be the case. We're going to have to constantly be seeing that change. But I also think, you know, that's something to be excited about. You know, you're not going to do the same thing over and over again. You're going to have maybe multiple careers, maybe multiple income streams. You know, it just it opens up the possibilities. So I think you can, you can take it as being scared, I think, or you can take it as an opportunity. And, and I encourage people to do the second. I agree with you, Kevin. And also, you know, we should be looking at our life differently because we're living longer than ever. So perhaps the whole traditional education until 20 years old and mm -hmm. then working, um, that may not be the norm for us because we're living longer than ever. So we should be continuously uh, educated. Yeah. And, and, and if and, anything, you know, you see kind of AI's advancements in healthcare. I think that's actually going to help whatever exactly what you're saying because like even AI now it's trying to predict what might you have in five or ten years in the future and now you can then do you know good actions today to prevent getting that disease or that heart attack in ten years and that I think will extend life expectancy as well which is I think another positive outcome so now we're gonna have to think of what do we do with the extra time right good problem to have I think
Exactly. So uh, what do you tell your students then when they say um, what can they do in the future in terms of career-wise? Uh, what sorts of jobs might uh, be sort of uh, more under threat or what jobs uh, should have more opportunities? Yeah, so I think in my view, right, uh, AI is pretty pervasive in almost every field. So I think one of the things that's, that's important to keep in mind is the tools that AI tends to build tend to be very narrow. So the AI tools that doctors use will be very different to AI tools that maybe a lawyer uses. So I think in your field, it's important as students to understand what are the AI innovations that are coming. Once you have a sense of what's coming there, then I think it's, you know, it's, it's good to be familiar with them and keep, uh, keep, in, keep in touch with also what are the other things that might be coming in the future too. So you kind of position yourself in a good way. Right? So when you're going to maybe work at a law firm or maybe you're going to work at a, at a, at a, a hospital, if you go in as a younger person who has a good sense of technology and what's coming, I think you're actually adding some value that potentially they don't have at the minute. So your almost kind of you know unique selling point, if you like, is going to be your knowledge on technology and you kind of helping the adoption and helping maybe older folks in the organization try to embrace that. I think yeah. that's exciting. What about people who are sort of not as educated? You know, does that create a sense of inequality you know can AI replace the jobs I'm thinking self-checkout already mm-hmm. um, and, and, and that particular field how might that uh, affect uh, people from different uh, stratas of life yeah so you know I, I won't sit here and say like AI is not going to affect any jobs right that's definitely true I think the ones that are routine and mundane are probably the ones most at risk like in a factory or yeah right and so I think the way that people should think about their jobs going forward is maybe think about what percentage of the tasks in your job can be automated and what percentage of the tasks are hard to automate. So when I think about AI and automation, I think of it not as job automation, but more as task automation. Mm. And so I think in the future, what will happen is you might have the same label, right? So a doctor might still be called a doctor, but maybe AI does much of the diagnosis and the and the doctor is the one you know who's doing the human-to-human interaction with the actual person, right? So if you're delivering bad news, you might not want a text message delivering that. You might actually want a human being sitting there kind of holding your hand through the experience and maybe talking to you about what the possible solutions are. So I do think jobs will evolve as well. And so I would encourage people to think about the tasks that are hard to automate and then concentrate on those and maybe see for the tasks that do get automated, can we put in new tasks that make this job more interesting? Because like you said before, AI is good at the routine repetitive stuff, but I think the more value add things, which tend to be more fun to be honest, are I think what's going to be pushed towards the human being going forward. Could it also um, push people to crave that human connection and want more human connection? And then AI, whilst it's developing and while it's advancing, um, could deter businesses from adopting it um, just so that they could have more humans on board? So, you know, I think it's interesting, right? With COVID, one of the things I noticed is people actually are craving the human interaction. I mean, I do have a few friends who are you know, very introverted. They're like, fantastic. I don't have to see people. But I think in general, a lot of folks said, you know, I'm enjoying as things open up, I'm enjoying meeting people again. I'm enjoying going to conferences again. You know, I'm so glad you're in the studio yeah. because so many times I've offered and people prefer to do it via Zoom. Yeah, exactly, yes. right? And I think nowadays I'm just, I, I just see it everywhere. Like a lot of people are craving that human interaction. So I really believe that, you know, if we can do things to facilitate that, I think that's going to be a positive thing. And I think AI can't substitute that.
like as much as we're, as much as we see efforts to do that, looking, seeing something in two D versus seeing it in three D, you know, I, I just think it's a, it's a totally different ballgame. You've got, you know, non-verbal communication, you've got body language, you've got just expressions in general, and I think you, it's hard to substitute that. Yeah. Now, Kevin, I know your firm also uh, does some consulting work. Mm-hmm. What with other businesses, mm-hmm. what, what do they want to know about AI, and how do you facilitate uh, them? Yeah, that's that's a great question, right? So I think in certain cases, I think there's a lot of firms that don't really know what AI can do. So I think there's a component of education there. So we do a lot of corporate workshops, corporate trainings, just to get people on board in terms of what are the possibilities and also what can it not do, right? Because I think there's this impression by organizations that AI is a silver bullet. And the truth is it's not, right? There are certain things it can do, like we talked about before, and there are certain things it can't. I think once you go through the education part, then people in the organization also worry less about that job replacement part and they think about it in a more structured way. And then they start to think, you know, what AI projects can we do, what actually kind of can happen, and they start to think about the possibilities. So we we concentrate in terms of one side education, the other side consulting and implementation of AI. Yeah, well, very finally, we're just coming up to the news now. What can people do in terms of a personal development to thrive in a job market uh, where AIs and humans can work together? Yeah, so a lot of things. I could go on for a very long time, but if I had to have one or two kind of key snippets, uh, one of them would be, you know, these new tools that are coming out, I'd encourage you to just go play with it. You know, you see ChatGPT out there, you see a bunch of other ones, go play with it and see what it can do, right? I know there's a component of fear. It's always difficult when something is new, but I just say dive in, right? That's number one. And then I think number two, you know, embrace those things that are hard to automate. I know we've talked about that before, but I really want to drive home that message. If you really become good at that, then I think going forward, you'll be less scared of it because you know that you're a better complement in the future. Right, So I think that, that for me would be the two main ones if I had to pick. Excellent. Kevin, it's so good to see you and catch up with you. Full full disclosure, uh, Kevin went to school uh, w- with me and it's so lovely to really see you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to share your knowledge uh, with our listeners and our audience this morning. Remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your work? Um, are you on social media and is there a website we can go to? Yes. So uh, you can definitely uh, kind of visit us at uh, www.blu.ltd. That's our website. And then I I'm also on LinkedIn as well. We post a lot of our research and a lot of things that we do. So I'd encourage anyone, if you want to chat about AI, you want to get together, grab a coffee, you want to talk about this stuff, uh, I'd be more than willing to do that. So that'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. Excellent. All channels of communication is open. Uh, thank you so much to Kevin Pereira for joining us, Managing Director of Blue Artificial Intelligence. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Nora.